Welcome to The Church Door, a place where I can post my Bible studies and sermons for your listening pleasure. I'm the Reverend Matthew Fenn, pastor of St. Peter's Evangelical Lutheran Church in Stratford, Ontario. Thanks for tuning us in. Grace to you and peace from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. I was recently at an airport awaiting a flight, and as I sat at the gate awaiting to be called aboard the airplane, I heard an announcement over the PA system. This is the final boarding call for the flight with service to Milwaukee. Will the following persons please report to gate 24? The plane is full and ready to depart. Once the doors are closed, they will not be opened again. This happened a couple times. And then finally, a few moments later, their names were announced again with this addition. If you want to go to Milwaukee, you will come to gate 24 now. The door is about to close and you will not be allowed to board. Have you ever heard an announcement like that at an airport? Or maybe, maybe you were one of the people rushing through the airport trying to get to the gate on time. And we know you can have a ticket, you can be checked in, your seat firmed, all bought and paid for, but it doesn't do you any good if you don't board the plane. As I read through the gospel reading for this morning, I was reminded of that announcement at the airport. Jesus offers a similar story as he's heading towards Jerusalem. Jesus wants to remind us this morning that the door to salvation will not remain open forever. And if we think about what Jesus is saying, we'll recognize that this warning, this encouragement, is just as vital for us as it was for the people to whom he addressed. Someone asked the Lord, will those who are saved be few? Classic question. We get it sometimes in Bible class. What about the elect? What about predestination? All of them. Notice that Jesus redirects the question. He refuses to answer the question directly. Our Lord will not give statistics and figures to satisfy our curiosity. Rather than talk about others, Jesus wants to talk about you. Instead of discussing whether a few will be saved, Jesus wants to talk about whether you will be saved. Whether there are few or many doesn't matter. Are you going to be saved? Or are you dallying about and in danger of losing it all? Forget everybody else. Worry about yourself. Can you sense Jesus' tone? He's urgent. He's emphatic. He's serious. Why? Jesus compares salvation to a narrow door to a house. The Lord warns that a certain amount of personal struggle is going to be involved. Why? Because there's opposition. We receive opposition from the devil, the world from our own selves. But we don't need to open the door. 
No, no, the door is already wide open. So nothing should stop us from entering that door while it stays open. But the door will not always be open. So don't don't let anything stop you. The idea is we could be excluded forever unless we get into the kingdom while we can. The window of opportunity is short. The door shuts when you die. The door also shuts when Christ comes again. It'll also close sometimes when the patience of God comes to an end with unrepentant sinners. You see, sometimes the door is shut because God takes the gospel away from those who despise it. God is patient, but he will not be patient forever. There's only one path. It's a narrow one. There's one door. It's narrow. It will not remain open forever. Salvation is offered to you today, and you have no guarantee about what's going to happen tomorrow. The smart money says, don't delay when it comes to Jesus. There will be those yes, who will find themselves on the wrong side of that narrow door after it closes. They'll be betting on it and pleading and arguing to be let in. And what will these latecomers be using for an argument? They'll be saying, we listened to you. We heard you preach. We had communion with you. We, we, we ate with you. But outward contact with Jesus doesn't count for much. Simply being in the presence of Jesus or hearing his teachings does not mean that you have the kind of relationship with him that will lead to your final salvation. The fact remains that these latecomers did not enter the narrow door while it was open. We can be so close to the promises of God, and yet miss it entirely. People in church can assume that they're automatically saved just because they've been born into a Christian family. The Jews in Jesus' day had that problem. They thought it was mostly a matter of their own cultural heritage. Today, some call themselves Christians not because they personally trust in Jesus, but because there's a family connection, because they're part of a particular congregation, because they have some contact with Christianity. Being close to the gospel all your life doesn't make you automatically saved. Salvation doesn't work by osmosis. Salvation is not a privilege that you inherit. Association with the church, being part of a strong Christian family, that can certainly help you. Absolutely. But the question is not, is your family going to be saved? Or is the rest of your church going to be saved? It's, are you going to be saved? You. Me. God doesn't save us by proxy, and he doesn't save us by our family. Once the door is closed, there is no other chance. Time's up. There will be no sneaking in, no climbing through the windows. Nobody's going to come get up and unlock that door. So you're either in or you're out. And the Lord says today, you'd better 
hurry. The night is coming when no man can work. Today is the day of salvation. Christ comes on a day that we do not know. So we better hurry to enter the kingdom. Now, our Jesus' warning also applies to those who think that salvation works magically, automatically. Holy baptism is a lot like that plane ticket. You have a confirmed seat. You're checked in. Your baggage is ready to go. In fact, you didn't even purchase the ticket. The, ter- the ticket was purchased for you by the pl- precious blood of Jesus. But that ticket is no good if you don't get on the airplane in time. Just because you've been baptized or heard and read the word doesn't necessarily mean you've entered through the narrow door. Just because you go to church sometimes or frequently doesn't mean you've entered through the narrow door. The word and the sacrament deliver salvation to you. Absolutely. But your own personal faith in Jesus is still required. You have to appropriate, you have to grab that salvation and hold on to it. Christ our Lord wants us this morning to to audit our lives, to be sure that we're not dilly-dallying in the airport, that we're on the airplane, that we are sure that we have entered the narrow way. He wants us to take a moment and see where we stand with God. Am I going to be saved? Don't let your religion or your family deceive you into thinking that you don't need to personally appropriate salvation. The result of trusting in your family is a closed door. Assuming that you're saved because you've spent your life in close proximity to Christianity is a ticket to a place where there's weeping and gnashing of teeth. There's good news here, though. Jesus doesn't want you to be a passing acquaintance. Jesus doesn't want to be your friend of a friend. The central point is knowing Jesus. Not just a casual contact with him. Now you may be thinking, well, Pastor, look, how then am I going? How can I be saved? And the temptation will always be to look at yourself and look at your works. But to be saved means to be rescued. And we are helpless and need to be rescued. And knowing Jesus means trusting that he is the one who rescued us. He's rescued you from sin, death, and the devil's power. He has given you a life that makes Jesus part and parcel of day-to-day living. Many seek to enter the narrow door to heaven. They refuse to accept Jesus and try to enter by their own efforts. They may even put what, forth what looks like a great struggle, but all of those efforts in, are in vain. Knowing Jesus, trusting him, means giving up on yourself, giving up on your own efforts, your own privileges, and instead, trusting in Jesus' work for you.
Salvation is all of God's work for you in Christ. Salvation is entirely apart from us and completely in Jesus. Attempts to get in on our own are useless. Jesus is calling you to trust him. Jesus is the narrow way. He is the door to the heavenly feast. There is only one door to heaven, and that, and today, that door is wide open. The door is open right now, and you have this invitation. Come in through the narrow door. God created you. He sees you. He loves you. Despite your righteous unrighteousness apart from him, God still loves you. He forgives you. He makes you righteous. He opens the door to heaven to you, welcomes you at his table. Christ, the everlasting son of God, upon the cross, made a full, perfect, and sufficient sacrifice for all of your sins. He did that so that by his death on the cross, that door will remain open for you. Access to God is yours. It's as open as the empty tomb with the rolled away stone. We enter that open door through trusting in Jesus completely. The empty tomb gives you a glimpse of what is in store for you through your faith in him. Life, resurrection life, eternal life. Don't just be around Jesus. Reach out. Take hold of him by faith. One of the hymns in our hymnal says, faith clings to Jesus' cross alone and rests in him unceasing. One day, the door will be closed, and we do not know when that is. Nothing would be more tragic than being close to God's blessings and then missing out. Many assume that they're saved because they've heard the word in a church that teaches the truth. Others assume that since they're members of a Christian family and were baptized once, that they're in automatically. But don't assume that you're in automatically just because you've been around the church and Jesus all your life. Instead, rejoice in those blessings and trust in Jesus. Today, the door of salvation is open wide for you. Enter it. There is a sumptuous feast waiting for you there. And you will be joining many. You get to enter and recline at the wedding feast of the Lamb in his kingdom. You'll be having dinner with Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, and a multitude from east and west. So are you going to be seated with them? Are you going to enter the narrow door? Trust in Jesus, and you will be saved. May the peace of God, which passes all understanding, guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Amen. You've been listening to The Church Door. Thanks again for tuning in. If you have any comments, questions, or feedback, you can reach me, Pastor Matthew Fenn, at... Rev Fen, R E V F E N N, at iCloud.com. Look forward to having you with us again next time.